you know, my boyfriend, he tells me all the time because I, I do buy strategic pieces for my collection. But then I also have just like, I really believe in the black art ecosystem and like really emerging young artists who just need people to buy their work so they can one, feel validated and two, and probably most importantly, survive if this is their career. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. You make art for your own reasons. But hopefully, one of those is to connect with other people. You might not never meet them in this lifetime. But when you touch that paper, that canvas, that wood, that clay, you want somebody to feel it. At least I do. I speak for myself. I know I do. Today, we get to talk to one of those somebodies. (laughs) We get to talk to one of those people that's out there actively collecting the work that we make and it's always great to see how much they love it on the other side i mean in that other side i mean not in the studio we know how it is in the studio whether it's sitting on the floor or, or sitting on the easel whatever like that we taking care of it in our own way but once it gets out of that studio and has its own life hopefully it ends up in some amazing place like ashley lee's house that's <laughs> right we got super fan <laughs> ashley lee the amazing Ashley Lee joining this fam today. Art enthusiast, collector, patron. You can hear the joy in our conversation. You hear it in her voice. You watch the video on blackartamerica.com. You can see it on her face. She loves her art. She loves the things that she's managed to get over the years. It means a lot to her. It brings her so much joy. And you can tell it. You can see it. And this is what we all hope. That the end of our art journey, <laughs> our art ends up somewhere with people like her and she talks about it today her collection the aml collection you can check it out on ig talk about her collection why she collects her favorite artists her wish list of pieces how she collects because i mean you know there's got to be some kind of budgeting and all the little methods and stuff going to see stuff going to certain shows certain galleries all that kind of stuff and how you don't have to be a rich person to collect the artwork that you that you can get And I think that's important to her. That's important to us to let you know that the art that we're making is for you, for the community. A lot of laughs, a lot of fun today. And and it's just a lot of that good art talk with good people, yo. (laughs) It's always great to have these kind of conversations because, you know, that's what we do right here, baby. We have these art conversations. We keep you inspired. We keep you in that studio. Hopefully that thing you paint on right now, they got the brush in your hand, that pencil, that thing gonna end up at ashley house (laughs) yo it's studio noise the voice of black art and dare i say the absolute best in black contemporary art can i say that i think i can i don't know nobody else doing it better than this (laughs) it can't happen because we got the movers and shakers at the top of the art world and all the emerging artists and the collectors that make it all go around that's what we talk about we got you covered right here on the noise studionoisepodcast.com go check out the website you got a little bit of time go check out the ig studio at studio noise podcast for pictures and behind the scenes stuff from the show it's always good for you to see like the pictures that we post we talk about a lot of art on the show and if you want picture photo references go check out the ig and you can get it and you already know the noise brought to you by black art in america the buy gallery 1802 Connolly drive east point georgia has an absolutely incredible print making and process show open right now better days joy and revolution featuring the finest <laughs> the finest of fine art prints <laughs> from some amazing printmakers so a selection of them curated by your boy jay barber yes you know i love them prints so you know i put a lot of work into this one uh we got prints from rashawn rucker chloe alexander jerusha graham Robin Holder, Delita Martin, Richard Mayhew, David Driscoll, Carrie James Marshall. So many people with so many great, incredible prints. Uh, you ain't seen nothing like it. I can tell you that right now. Nothing but the best for you. And there's a print fair component to it coming soon in August. 
uh, you definitely want to come check that out. Go through some prints, get you some nice rare finds, all that good stuff. Make sure you come out to the Artist Talk. There's an Artist Talk and Reception July 15th. Uh, I'll be there. Chloe will be there. Jerusha will be there. It's going to be a good time. You'll, you'll get to get to learn so much about the work and a lot more about printmaking because we full of knowledge. And that's what we do. You come to the gallery, you see all the work you collect and you learn about the art that you love right here at the Buy Gallery, 1802 Conley Drive, East Point, Georgia. See more at blackartinamerica.com. And now after the break is art collector Ashley Lee setting it off, having a good old time right here on The Noise, baby. Yes. My name is Leroy Kemp. I'm a self-taught, God-led fine artist. And you're listening to Studio Noise. Great. I'm ready. You're excited. I'm excited. This is, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> this is your turn on the nose. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's your boy Jay Barber, Studio Noise, the voice of Black Art, coming back at you. More, uh, more art, more glory, more collectors on the show. We got we're here live at the Black Art America Gallery, as always. Extra special guests, as always, right here on the show. We have Ashley Lee on the show what's up hey jamal <laughs> i'm super excited man i can tell my mom i done made it i'm on the noise i'm on the studio on noise, noise. Yeah, was, ashley's a super fan that's why she's super happy to be on the podcast she listens to it all the time what's your favorite episode that you had um you know i gotta be biased and talk right, about go, my boyfriend yeah, rashawn rucker when you had him on <laughs> one because y'all's energy is just so good and yeah. so organic y'all north carolina boys yeah you know and yeah. then i just man. yeah he, he's awesome he's pretty cool and then i just like kind of how he tells his story like he's a really good storyteller yeah. coupled with your impeccable interviewing skills it just <laughs> makes for a good comfortable um, transparent interviews. So. Yeah, absolutely, yo. And Rucker's my man. Make sure y'all check him out, Rucker Art. And th so, thank you for coming on the show. Of course, well, I had a second favorite. Okay, episode. who's your favorite second favorite? It was when you had Liz, Dr. Liz Andrews, oh yeah, executive director yeah. of Spelman, yep. and she was kind. She gave kind of the preview of the Black American Portraits yeah, that's right. exhibit. I learned like a couple nuggets from that. That's why I was like, oh, I always have to listen and catch these episodes because <laughs> you just never know what you're gonna learn. Exactly. And so that was like my second because I I just love the work that Liz is doing. Absolutely. And Liz is amazing. Spelman mm -hmm. Museum is amazing. One of the jewels of Atlanta, I always tell everybody. That whole AUC Center over there, uh, fantastic. A lot of history Absolutely. over there. So she's adding to it. And, you know, that show was probably one of the best shows I've seen in Atlanta by far. Absolutely. I mean, it is probably the closest thing to a Black canon show. Yeah. Because it's like almost everybody. There's a couple of people missing, like Jamal Barber. Hey, hey. You, you know, know, go ahead but, and say it. Yeah, but it's, go it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> they sleeping on your board over there. They sleeping on it, but hey, the AML collection isn't <laughs> it's my anchor piece. You know that. Yeah. And so that you know, I've known uh Ashley for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I've seen what you've been doing out here in these streets. And and if you don't know, in Atlanta, there's a little collector's group that's yeah. going around supporting every show, and y'all always support. And yes. I love to see it because that was not particularly my experience when we first mm -hmm. moved into Atlanta. When I started, first started doing art, this is way back in the day, like 04, 05, mm -hmm. when I first got here. But now seeing part of the art community growing is this influence and the uh, connection with collectors like yourself and the people that are supporting the arts, patrons of the arts coming through, always supporting, always supporting with your time and energy mm -hmm. and your dollars, mm -hmm. which is super important to the ecosystem. So that's what we're talking about today. And we got, uh, you know, it's great to talk to you because I see how excited she <laughs> yeah, is. I'm excited. <laughs> and I love it. Yo. <laughs> like, this is like energy. what, I mean, you know, I don't, sometimes I'm like, man, am I really a collector? Because I love it so much, you mm, know, and yeah. it, it's really like more therapy for me when I'm looking at work and I'm buying work. So I kind of like, man kind of selfish of me when i do this because it's really healing for me versus like well talk about that talk it, about that what what got you started in that going in that well i'll say how do you know that it was therapeutic for you 
So I, I've always appreciated art. Like even when I was a kid, my elementary school luckily was like one of those schools in Rome that would like take us to museums and stuff. Mm, and so okay. I had that developed. And then my parents had a few like flea market pieces, you know, like the G clays that they bought. They weren't going to galleries and buying, but they yeah. were, my dad literally would find them at the flea market and they'd be hanging up in the house. And so I always kind of was around that. And then as I, when I went to Spelman, I was in this um, leadership class and Gilbert Young, you know, Ooh, yeah. yeah, he came and talked to our class. And at the end, he surprised us with the G clay print open edition of He Ain't Heavy. Wow. You that piece yeah. they hold my yeah. and I was like oh, legendary it's like a piece, legendary yeah. piece and so I was like man this is something right here so that's like the first piece I ever got of art and then when I graduated and started working when I would travel I was like oh, I don't want like a little chatsky I want like a piece of art it was small you know about that big and I was like, just to kind of remember that trip. So that's why I started. And wasn't I wasn't collecting exclusively then, but um, black art. I was just collecting art that I loved. And so then, when I bought my first home, I was like, oh, I'm only gonna do black art, you know, because I want, you know, <laughs> you it was new. It, yeah, because yeah, I can do it, and it's my house. And so if you ain't feeling the vibe, then you ain't gotta come, you know, because yeah. I'm gonna buy what I love. Yeah. And so um, when I start, I met Najee. Um, through like my online internet kind of late night escapades. Um, that's what I do. You might see my stories. They'd be full of art <laughs> artists that I'm like, oh, I like that. And I just like repost them. But I came across um, the buyer and I was like, oh man, this is when they were down in Columbus. Yeah. And so he allowed me to come down and I bought my first piece. I bought, I was going down there to look at one piece. And this is probably <laughs> the, the badness of madness of my art collecting. But um, I was going to get a David Driscoll piece. This is before he passed. That's not a bad, it, not a bad right? piece. It was, it was Obama, no drummer. Hey, hey. And hey, I was getting, yeah. And I was getting it because I was a um, t- 2012 Obama delegate when oh, he was nice. running for um, president. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect way to kind of memorialize that experience in my life and so then while i was there i ended up getting a leroy campbell piece um and <laughs> then leroy, yeah. right and then i got a book uh soul of a nation and so that really kind of kicked it off and so then as i started to think about like well what is it that i really like and i was kind of going through like a little bit in my personal life and i really needed to process some emotions that i w- was feeling and it was when you had that show at zucat mm. with the um this is love. And I saw that because it was the Black Love yeah, show. Black love series, yeah. And I was really struggling with like my own self-worth and own self-love. Wow. And I saw that piece and I was like, wow. I mean, it was probably the most expensive piece I had ever bought at the time, <laughs> at the you time, know, yeah. but I loved it. Yeah. And I, I like immediately was like, man, I got to have this. Like I'll make a way. Um, and so I bought it and it kind of, as I was looking at that piece, I was like, this is what my collection needs to represent. It is my soul exposed through my art collection. Oh, wow. Girl, you can put that poetry. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I started. So when I, uh, my collection is heavy female skewed, not necessarily female artists, but just female figures because I'm you can look at different segments of when I'm buying and kind of tell what I'm going through or what kind of memories I'm capturing through the, the collection. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. It's like I find a piece of art. It was a dark period or a happy period. I can connect with the piece of um, my life, some emotions. I can process those emotions and then the police gets added to the collection. I like that. And and we just talked to Leroy uh, on the podcast and he, he, when he tells the story and we talk a little bit back and forth about the circle that happens with artists mm-hmm. where because I have to make it because I have all this experience because I know myself I put something into the work mm. and that people see it mm-hmm. and they become part of the cycle because they buy it which comes back to supporting me which allows me to make wow. more and it comes and back it, around so it's a it's a big circle we talked about it check out the episode yeah, yeah <laughs> I, gotta, talk, I gotta definitely yeah, check but we talked about how how much uh how integral both parts are mm-hmm. like you can't exist without the other like mm-hmm. you cannot sustain yourself as an artist without people that are fans of your yep. work that are willing to purchase it but you won't purchase it unless 
there's something in it that means something to you in the first place. Yes. Because we work hard for our money. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? y'all do. You know, them supplies ain't cheap. I don't know. None you of know, it's cheap. None of it's cheap. Like, <laughs> I mean, the whole ecosystem yeah, is expensive. You know, and, and it's worth it. It's worth every single dime that we pay for the piece. But I like that. I never really thought about, you know, me as a purchaser of the art you know, finding my own connection, continuing the cycle. Like that just kind of blew my mind there for a second. Um, so, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it's super important. And that's why it's important to have a conversation like this, because mm-hmm. as much as the show is about our cabin, contemporary black art, as much mm-hmm. as it serves as inspiration, I want to be honest with the artists that do listen to the mm-hmm. show and everybody that listens about why this thing works in the first place. Yep. Right. So it's not just, uh, how many brushes you use or like I use a number five sable brush instead of like a, a horsetail brush. And like, you know, like the little mm-hmm. details, like, yes, that means a lot to art too. Mm-hmm. Um, but these kind of conversations into how do you get somebody to support you? Mm-hmm. And what are you doing that would ingratiate yourself with somebody enough mm-hmm. that it demands however much money the piece is worth, quote unquote, worth, you know what I'm saying, in the art market? Yeah. I mean, you know, my boyfriend, he tells me all the time because I... I do buy strategic pieces for my collection, but then I also have just like, I really believe in the black art ecosystem and like really emerging young artists who just need people to buy their work so they can one, feel validated and two, and probably most importantly survive if this is their career. Mm -hmm. So I do support artists. Like the work might not be, you know, Jacob Lawrence level, right? But I see it, I like it because I'm never buying nothing I don't like. Obviously. Um, you know, I'll be like, here you go, a blick gift card. <laughs> you know, keep going, bruh. Keep going, sis. You know, <laughs> I, I can't I can't buy up. that. You know, don't give up. You're gonna get there, you know. <laughs> Cause people do be hitting me up <laughs> and I'll be like, Yeah, like, man. Ooh. You know, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but they gotta keep yeah, going. Like, hey, nah, you can keep the bees though. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, keep just... the bees. You know, some, it, it belongs to somebody who's, <laughs> whose collection is is calling for this piece. You know, not quite the AML collection, but um, but yeah. yeah. But. And so we mentioned it before, but that is the Instagram that you use that at the the AML collection. Yes, um, where you showcase a lot of your artwork and stuff. Oh, first we did we introduce you properly? Like, tell people about you and what do you do? Yeah, we just got to talking. I know because you're my boy. You know, I'm just <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm Ashley Lee. I'm an um, attorney by trade. Um, art collector by night and day anytime I ain't working <laughs> um, you can find me on the Instagram um, at the AML collection you can see kind of my collection mm-hmm. I'm not haven't been posting a lot lately because life been happening but I'm gonna try to <laughs> post a little bit more but you can kind of see my art collecting journey and what people may not know is I do spill a little tea when I post my, on my art collection page um, I post a quote um, and each quote is reflective of why I bought the piece okay. and how it fits into the narrative of my collection. So, um, you know, those quotes just aren't out there willy nilly. Um, <laughs> it, it actually means something. So if you want to get a peek as to why I bought it, you can read the, the caption, the quote. That's what's up. And so you are what I would describe as an avid collector. Like you are constantly buying, purchasing, supporting, talking to, yeah. being in the places uh, where stuff is happening. Like, I don't know if you'll get invited or you just sneak in, like whatever y'all be doing, <laughs> y'all be there. Like whatever, whatever there is happening in Atlanta or around. Cause it, I can't even say in Atlanta because you travel a lot uh, to see a lot of different shows all over the, all over yes. the place. And so it's, it's, it's not funny, but it's, it's sort of like what you imagine it takes to be a successful lawyer. I feel like you put that same thing into your art collecting. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm, I try to do, in everything I do, I try to have black excellence, right? I want my collection to be representative of excellence, how I define excellence, you know, like may not be what the powers that be in the art community feels. But, and even with my little blogging, art blogging thing, I want that to represent excellence. And so I do put a lot of work. I'm very intentional when I do my reels. I'm not a graphic designer, but Canva is my friend, you know. (laughs) Um, And so I just, with the whole purpose of showing people, like, there's a whole culture out there, especially when you got you in this anti-woke kind of climate, you know, we can be woke. We can be woke about black art. 
you know, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that because I do think it is important, one, from a historical perspective and capturing our beauty, capturing our essence, capturing our history. Um, and as a lover of history, it only makes sense. So when you walk into a gallery space, what are you looking for? Like, are you always on the look for something to acquire or are you just simply open to seeing what happens and responding to what you see? Usually I'm telling myself, don't buy nothing <laughs> when I go in there because <laughs> I always blow. How often does that work? Uh, rarely. Um, <laughs> you know, because I usually blow. I set a budget right at the beginning of the year. Like I set a budget <laughs> and my woman to tell you, I was like, I'm only going to buy three pieces. I had identified the artist that I wanted. You say you're going to buy three pieces I'm, for the whole year. Three pieces for the whole oh, year. Oh, you know you lying. No, you know, I was, that goal is a lie by itself. You know, as soon as you said it out your mouth, you know it won't true. You know, I ain't gonna buy no three pieces. I know, but I was like, man, I really, I got some other things going on. I really just need <laughs> to just do this one little thing. Because last year, I ended up buying like almost 40 pieces last year. Holy smokes. You bought 40 pieces of art last year? Yeah. Wow. Um, and that's why I was like, wow, how'd you, how'd you go from three to 40? Because I was like, 40 was a big chunk of money. And so I was like, man, I need to calm down this year and just buy the three and just be good. (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I love to spend my money on art. Like it brings, I cannot tell you the kind of joy I get sitting at home, like on my couch. I don't even watch TV. I just look at my art. Wow. And I wake up to it. I have um, this sculpture from Austin Brantley. Um, it's of a woman. It's called Emotional Scars. That was the one piece I was on my list for this year. And I wake up to it. And I look and I remind myself I've come a long way. Wow. And I'm proud of the person who I'm becoming. Yeah. And all the challenges that I've overcome. Um, and so, you know, back to your question. So I usually tell myself, Ashley, please don't buy nothing. And then, but I go in there, you know, knowing, and if I see something and I connect with it, you know, and I can afford it, you know, if I had to eat some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I'm cool with that, you know, <laughs> but um, I go ahead and buy it, you know, and one thing is cool, like, especially about buy it and working with Najee and the fam here is that they sometimes will let you put stuff on a payment plan. Yeah. So yeah. I, I bought some pieces of work like that too. To make it more manageable. Yeah, it can be more Absolutely. Manageable. Yeah. And so it reminds me of uh, Carrie Davis, the the postman collects. Mm-hmm. He, he'll be on the show soon. Soon. Oh, I can't wait for that. We're going to get you, Carrie, on the show. You got to come, bro. But yeah, but he was a, a postman mm-hmm. um, for years and retired as a postman in, here in Atlanta and ended up with a phenomenal collection, mm-hmm. like just beautiful top to bottom, some legendary work from all sorts of people inside mm-hmm. of it. And so the point I'm making is that you don't have to be super rich in order to do this That's right. and so how uh do you approach it in turn in a financial sense yep. and how you do it so do you what's your price range that you look for usually so i like honestly because i know myself i'm gonna buy a lot of works that's just how i, I navigate because <laughs> i love supporting artists so i try to look for things under a thousand dollars okay Lately, though, because my eye is getting a little bit more trained, a little bit more sophisticated, I'm trying to buy more masterworks. I've been getting ten thousand under. Wow! But that take when you for me, you know, there are people out here spending way more oh, money yeah. than me. And yeah. let me just tell you, I'm first generation college, first generation <laughs> lawyer. You know, so I ain't really coming for money like that. Um, my parents work hard, and I'm appreciative. But um, so I'm sure they might listen to this, so I want to let them know I'm appreciative. Listen. They don't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I set a budget. Um, you know, and I put money aside. Yeah. That because I know I'm like, all right, I'm going to want this. And so maybe I'm not buying designer clothes all the time. I mean, I I do buy you do a couple right things. You do. All right. You don't be bumming out here. I don't be streets, bumming, girl. you know, but I do be a Tarjay out here, you know, in these streets. <laughs> Tarjay be, be hooking me up, maximizing that dollar for the art. Um, And so it's just about priorities for me. You know, I cut back on other areas like um, Ruck will tell you, like my house Oh, we ain't having no lights on because I need that light bill to be $81. Um, so don't come here and leave the lights on because that's how I maintain my budget. You know? That's why you're really not watching TV. Right? <laughs> exactly. I need that you light bill to be $81. Money. Exactly. I love it. That's real commitment to the art right there. Yes. I love that. 
<laughs> and so you know for sure that this is something that brings you joy and you allot for it in your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, would, are you looking at a certain percentage of your budget or do you just kind of have a general fund that you kind of use? Like, because I know myself, this is what I mean. This is my... Is my art money. Yeah. So I do ideally set like I'm going to spend X this year. Now, rarely. You blow it out of the water. I, I blow it like. out of the water all <laughs> the time. And it, it because, I mean, you just because I think somebody told me what an art collector said. Because when I remember when I bought my first piece of Nigeria, it was $500. I was like, golly, $500? You serious? <laughs> you know, who? I was sweating bullets. You know, I was like, man. And then I bought two pieces. So you can't even imagine how my stomach was like yeah. turning. But then I didn't have the EP on and jelly sandwiches. I was good. My mortgage, all my bills was paid. You made room for it. So I was like, okay. So you just kind of, you know, I just know if I buy this, then I know what I got to do on the back end if I'm out, outside of my budget. Yeah. It's worth the sacrifice. It's worth me. the sacrifice. Yeah. So give me a list of some of your favorite artists that you love, that you that you know, like, yo, I don't know if Ruck want me to go to this show because I know I'm going to buy something if I see it. Man, if I ever come into some money, I'm buying me Elizabeth Catlett sculpture. Oh, come God, on now. Give it up. God. Okay. Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Catlett sculpture. Oh, yeah. She, Elizabeth Catlett, I just love her. Yeah. Um, She is my favorite artist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's a printmaker. Mm-hmm. She's a sculptor. I mean, just her fierceness. The, I, I mean, I, I could go on and on about her. So, I mean, I'm putting it out there and, and your viewers and audience can hold me accountable. One day <laughs> I'm going to have a sculpture. Yeah, I'm one day. You. I'm with you. And, and if they ever stick one of them sculptures too close to the door, oh, hey, hey. your boy going to have one okay. too. <laughs> okay. Run it down the street. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, I got some criminal lawyers for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I love I love her work too, and the sculptures are amazing. And I saw amazing. them in person when they were at the Hudson Center. Mm. Uh, they had oh, them out I here. That. Yeah, it was a, this was a while ago. They had a Elizabeth Halley show. Uh, they had some of her sculptures. That was the first time I had seen them in person, and they're beautiful. They're absolutely wonderful. Yes. they look so much like her prints. So much, and yeah. I think that's probably why I love them. Um, and I was talking to Ruck, and he was taking me back because you know he has like this expansive library of books. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I like going to his studio because I can just pick a book and learn some stuff. And then he was telling me like, yeah, she probably got some of her origins from like this artist like in Mexico and stuff. And I was like, oh man, so it just really enhances my appreciation for her. And yeah. then it didn't hurt that she was married to Charles White at one point, yeah. right? Who was another favorite. Yeah, um, and you can see the parallels. Now we, you know, we can have that intellectual debate yeah, as to who's, didn't end well, who's but, work. You know. It didn't work. It didn't work out. But but the legacy they both left yeah. is yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to imagine like them just being around each other, like, and they're both just like incredible artists at the time. But the, that's the you know one of them Harlem Renaissance, Harlem Renaissance type of stories yep. where. You know, it's just a room full of people hanging out. And it's like, oh, well, it's Jermaine. It's Romare Beard. Yeah, it's all of them. You know what I'm saying? Listening. And they just hanging out with each other, you know, having trunk shows and like doing all types of crazy stuff. So Um, the history is amazing. Do you you go deep into history with the pieces that you buy? I do. Um, There's usually, like, especially with the masterworks, um, I want to research it before I buy it. Like I will do a quick Google search or I'll look, I've started building my own kind of library of art books um, because I want to understand the history of like why the artists made it. What were they thinking? What was the time period kind of thing? What was going on? Um, like I got, I got my first deck of Lawrence piece. Okay. Um, and it was on the way and, you know, just the kind of connection with that piece and, um what it kind of meant to me was exciting and another historical connection was this um sam gilliam piece that i got so um my dad was the president of the naacp in rome georgia for a number of years and so um he's kind of like that radical dude you know former black panther kind of yeah. you know thing yeah. and so that piece when i found out that it was commissioned by the naacp it was a print um, and it was a limited edition, like 25. I was like, wow. And I was looking at what the NAACP was doing during that time. And I was like, oh, I, I got to get this. You know, one, I'm trying to get in more into abstract work just to kind of balance out the collection. Because I think after this whole George Floyd kind of phase, you can, I felt myself kind of getting a little depressed, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, Because I have bought a lot of work about wokeness and fighting the struggle. But like when you see that kind of work every day, it kind of can remind you like, dang, you know, we gonna ever make it? Like, you know, you know, (laughs) it starts to get heavy. Yeah. And so I needed and I was talking to Najee about this because of his landscape work that he's been doing. And I was like, maybe that's why I'm drawn, because I just need an escape. You know, you have the the political climate here in the in the U.S. and it's kind of crazy. And so I think I've been look, leaning towards more abstract work to kind of escape that in your face oppression, yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, no, it makes perfect sense. I think a lot of people, when you look, if you look at their collection, then they're collecting truly uh, not chasing the whales that they see or mm-hmm. just only looking for big names or have it as a, a asset sheet for their portfolio. When they're really looking at art, you can see the phases of their life reflected in it mm-hmm. because- you know, as things happen, you start to get work for different reasons. Like you have to. Like who has the exact same reason for doing anything mm-hmm. after five years, after 10 years, after like whatever long it is. So I'm not surprised at it at all. Okay. Uh, especially when you are such an honest person when it comes to it, your art is going to be reflective of whatever era you're going through. Yeah. And so it, and with, it's like that with artists, too, because mm-hmm. I, I tell a story all the time about when I start doing the, my thesis show, mm-hmm. Fullness which is completely almost abstract. Like when you look at it compared to my really struggle, uh, super powerful protest work mm-hmm. that I was making before. Like it's just a, it's just a switch. Like you mm-hmm. can see like something happened. What happened to Jamal? Well, COVID happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's that type of thing. But I like that series because that was a series that was at Coke, right? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. 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 So yeah, a lot of, a lot of, changes right mm-hmm. and so it's good to that you had that kind of research now you gave one you got to keep giving me like two more okay of your favorites of course Rashawn Rucker of course you know I mean yeah. you know we met through art you met him at a show or something no 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 I somehow came across his work on Instagram because you know I'd be on the <laughs> on the gram looking for artists yeah and I was like man this work is really talented and so then which um, one of his grandma quotes got you I because no, he, no, he, he dropped his grandma quotes she got some quotes she got some quotes for sure yeah. but yeah he um had a show he um, Wake Forest had acquired on um, one of his prints yeah, the big quilt, yeah. the big quilt. Mm-hmm. and so I reached out to the gallery and I was like hey I heard he's going to do an artist talk do you think is it going to be live streamed because I love to listen and learn more about this because it's really inspiring work and they were like yeah and so they sent me the link and so I was watching it and I was like man this bro is smart he's really talented and he's cute yeah, and I was like, I was like, he's kind of cute, you know, but I was, I was like, yeah, he is attractive out here, but I wasn't even, I'm not one of those type of people, you yeah, know, like I ain't, I'll just mess with you. But, but I was like, he posted like in his stories, like, oh, you know, November is take a cue on a date month. Right. And so I was like, oh, he's single. Oh, you popped up on and him? I, I I slid in the DMs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I slid with the little emoji with the hand raised. <laughs> and then he didn't respond. <laughs> all y'all, all y'all DMers out there, there's hope for hey, you. Hey, shoot your it shot. Works. Shoot your <laughs> shot. It work. Um, but you know, and so we we started. I bought some work. Um, and you know, he we just had our first conversation was like nine hours. And I'm not even a phone person. Like I actually hate to talk on the phone. I'm a texter. <laughs> and um, you know, we were talking about the art canon and our, our background. And I really just have such an appreciation for his work. And I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but I think because I liked his work before we started dating, um, just his journey, right? Yeah. From printmaking to um the painting. He did a couple paintings. Mm-hmm. I have one that I bought from Oh, um, well, even before that, the journalism stuff. The journal, yeah, yeah, the photo photography. Um, so I don't have any photo- like official photography work. I gotta, I gotta get that. Then I have all the mediums, but, um, <laughs> we'll, so we'll he, get there. We're talking more about that. Yeah, yeah. So he's one. And then, I mean, obviously your work, I mean, your work is the anchor it, without your piece. None of this would be possible. <laughs> like, I'm not even just, I mean, you can look on my Instagram and see the piece. <laughs> That's how it all got started. So, um, and I got a couple of yours. I got that. Um, I got a watercolor joint, but I got to get the um, kind of that Afro Cobra. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, I got to get new, that yeah. work. And that's a, yeah, yeah. That's the thing about collectors um, that I learned recently. Um, you can start off with an artist, you know, when they're like younger in their career, but then don't forget to buy works as they continue to develop. 
thank you for everybody that came out and supported the Black Art Family Reunion. Now we got another one. Make sure you come out to the Buyer Gallery, 1802 Conley Drive, and check out the show Better Days, Joy and Revolution, a one-of-a-kind printmaking and print process show featuring contemporary and masterworks from Richard Mayhew and David Driscoll to contemporary works from Rashawn Rucker, Coy Alexander, and your boy Jay Barber. 1802 Conley Drive, right around the corner from the Tyler Perry Studio and the airport. Come see, come collect. See more at blackartinamerica.com. Hey y'all, my name is Simone Elizabeth Saunders. I'm a textile artist here in Canada, and you are listening to Studio Noise. That's what's up. And so you have a uh, extensive list of people that are in your collection. I do. Like, give me a list, uh, some names for me that people would know. Um, You've already said quite a few already. Yeah, I ha- so I do have the Catlett. I have a couple Catlets. Um, I got the Jacob Lawrence. I got the Faith Ring. Which Catlett do you have? Um, I have the Survivor. Mm-hmm. And dang, what's the name of that piece? It's with the the children. The playing with the ball? No, it's it's um it's like a, a figure here, and it's got the kids at the bottom, like a multicultural kind of piece. I can't even uh, remember the name I know what of you're talking it. About. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But I got that. It was like a, a run of 150. Yeah. Um, and then um, just adding Najee to the collection. Which okay. I'm like, man, how how you gonna yeah, be advising my whole <laughs> art collection, and then I don't even have any of your work. Um, another artist, um, Carrie Marie Young. I really I have her. She does some really interesting work. Um, emerging artist, um, with some lemon juice and like fire. Um, okay. Ruck is always like, is it going to be archival? I'm like, you know what? It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right for me. Um, but I love her work. I mean, just yeah. the layers and how she, I love wood pieces. Miriam is, this up, yeah. yeah, Miriam is another one. Mama, love her. I love the feminine energy her work gives. Um, just got the Alfred Conte joint. Oh, the print, the print. Oh, I mean, nice, I can't. Yeah. You know, I nah, ain't there yeah. yet. I ain't there Conte yet. Is the man, let me so. let me get that lottery, <laughs> and I'll be there. I'll be like Alfred. <laughs> um, who else? There's so many people in my. I mean, and John Glover, he okay. did a real good series, um, with feminine energy and some faith based pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of photography, Sashi and Toki. Um, got them in the collection. Um, so yeah, I, I try to have some Atlanta artists. Um, but then um, I got kind of a wide range of folks. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Of, it's a lot of people. I need to, I need to update my list. <laughs> no, yeah, you gotta update your list. Do you have a list of like all the work that you have? No, like, oh, you gotta archive it. I know, I gotta. Yeah. Archive. It's like I buy it too fast. I had started a list. <laughs> I had like started this really detailed spreadsheet. I had like a binder, and then. I just started. Got overwhelmed. I got overwhelmed, and now I'm like, I just I was talking to my. I was like, I got to get somebody help me because it's just too much right now. Yeah, that's what's up. And uh, so I noticed answered this question already, mm-hmm. but is all of it framed and hung up in the house? Man, Jamal put me on blast <laughs> out here. I thought we was friends. I, know the answer, but we, I want you to say it. Admit no, it to the people. It is not all framed. It is not all hanging. So Where here's is a, it? So I do have a lot of it hung. I have started hanging pieces. Okay. I probably got... But it's not like in between the seat cushions and nothing no, like no, that. No, no, no. I have a closet dedicated okay. to it in okay. my office. Okay. And so that's where art is. I ha- I'm having to get two closets. I was thinking, I was like, man, should I just turn my like walk-in closet, my bedroom into like my art storage? <laughs> you know, I don't really need all these clothes. Like, yeah, you don't need no clothes. Yeah, yeah I'm mean, just getting basic. You know, I'm going to do the capsule wardrobe. <laughs> then it's be my art closet. Um, Get on that Steve Jobs. Have like 12 of the same shirts. That's right. There that's you right. Go. You know, then you buy more art. Um, so, but for me, framing, it's... The, I have this like separation anxiety oh, kind of, wow. of like separating myself from the art. Because it's yours. Because it's mine. And I, I'm, it means so much to me, not only from a monetary perspective, but just from the meaning. Like, it's one of one, usually. Um, and so I don't want to depart from it, you know, because what if something happened to the framers? Yeah. You know, what if they frame it wrong? That's always my biggest fear is that, and I this did happen to me one time. I framed a piece and I didn't like it oh. when it came back. And it was <laughs> like, was with it? I didn't know what I was doing. And so probably the instructions I gave him wasn't clear. Uh, 
And it just really, the frames took away from the piece. Uh, and to me, I don't like gaudy frames. I really like simple frames because I want to see the work first. I don't want to see the frame, really. So, Angelique Brooke told me, why don't you just do white frames, white matting? And then it's simple. Yeah, very simple. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. So, I have been framing more along that philosophy, but I still got a bit. I got to... And, and two... <laughs> I'm like, man, framing ain't cheap, Jamal. No, it's not. It's, it's definitely not. Well, good framing is not good cheap. Good framing is not cheap. We yeah, ain't talking about the target cheap. frames. Yeah. And, and, you know, at a certain point, you can't uh, hobby lobby it. You know what I'm saying? Where no. it's like you have a square piece and a rectangle frame, like stuff like that. Like, you know, at a certain point, I understand you have to do it. Yeah. But at a certain point, you got to get past it. Like, especially if you if you have bought 40 pieces of art, you need to invest in like some custom framing for yes to have i mean it all properly taken care of archival mats absolutely uh, plexi uv plexi for it uh i, I i'm with ruck i i just go <laughs> with simple frames a simple black rim mm -hmm. frame for most of my prints are black rim mm -hmm. and all most of my paintings uh the paintings and works on paper watercolor stuff like that are white frame oh you're, yeah that's, that's my formula simple because the, oh, color, yeah. the colors pop more on white frames to me. Yeah, because you don't see the frames. Yeah. But with print work, because it usually has black in it, mm -hmm. the black adds to And it doesn't them. take away. Yeah, because yeah, the piece I got is um in black. But I'm doing better. I have already framed four pieces. So I use a okay. framer, the Picture Depot in Mableton. I use him. You know, he's real good, quick. So four for the year is, is and it's only what June. Oh yeah. So that's pretty oh, good for rolling, me. Yeah. I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you rolling. So we talked about some like key pieces that you have. Um, mm -hmm. What other key pieces do you have that are located in your house? You talked about the one st um, sculpture that you have in your bedroom mm -hmm. that you look at. You have my piece that's mm -hmm. in there. Do you have another piece where like you walk, go get your your tea or your your coffee in the morning? You like this piece is right here. So the Samela Lewis piece that I got. Which one is it? It's the mother and child. Okay. Um, that piece because I, it reminds me of my mom, my 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 relationship with my mother, and so it's in my family room, and then um, and in my family room I've got the catlet piece with the kind of the kids. I gotta remember what the name of that is, and then I've got the Samela Lewis piece, and then I had this massive, probably like the size of that, mm. um, of Leroy Campbell. Um, and I love his work. I mean, <laughs> golly, I love his work. And my family loves his work. And so we have like, um, oh man, wasn't it? It's like the thanks, it's a Thanksgiving kind of piece. And so they're gathered around a table and they're passing around food. And so it's and so when my parents come over and we're having dinner, like we always talk about the piece. It's the same <laughs> discussion. They're like, how many people is in that piece? You know, what is that corn? Is that ribs? Is that collard greens? You know, I mean, and so it's that's awesome. It's those kind of memories yeah. that I will cherish forever. Yeah, that's when work means something. To yeah, you. yeah, I it's, like that. So yeah, those are the big ones. Yeah, touchstone pieces. I like that. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is is really important, and what I love to see, and a lot of y'all are getting it in the collector group that you have, mm -hmm. and collectors and Carrie Davis talks about this a lot. When I went to his house, he talks about the relationship that they have with the artists mm -hmm. uh, that can be very special. We become like family. Like I yeah. consider you to be like family. Absolutely. Because like, I've known you for so long. Mm -hmm. you, like, you know, my kids and my wife, like, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> everything yeah. about me, you come to the studio and check stuff out. So all that, all that stuff uh, makes us more connected. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about some of the relationships that you have, not just Ruck, obviously, which yeah. is a major, but like, tell me about some of the other people that you now, connected with over time yeah i think that's true and i remember the first time i met you um you know i didn't know you you know and i was like one of those people i'm kind of like that introvert like i might act like an an extrovert but i'm really an introvert and i really <laughs> just like, just me, yeah. like to be alone yeah because i'm an only child <laughs> and so i was really scared and i really get scared kind of meeting artists because y'all are kind of like celebrities to me because it's like, man, y'all can produce that. Like, I can't do anything remotely close to that. So it's like you and uh, that admiration. Um, but like Sachi, um, we're pretty cool. And I'm gonna put her on blast because I know she might listen. Like, we were talking about this vision board. Sachi, I'm gonna be texting you in a minute. You got that vision board ready. Um, but you know, you, you they do become family. Like Najee yeah. and Satiria, like they definitely family. Like every time I talk to my parents and I'm talking about art, they're like, how Najee doing? How's Satiria doing? Like tell them I said, hey, you know, and actually we've created some family memories at Baya. 
And I'm not just saying that because Bai is like a sponsor or whatever, but like legit. Like some of, I bought my first piece from Najee with my parents and we have this like picture of me holding the work and my parents are like right there. And so of course they might not always be here, but that just makes the collecting journey right. so much yeah. more special. Yeah. You know? And it makes the art more special because exactly. it's attached to like real life, like real memories. Exactly. And my dad is, he, he is like a wannabe collector. You know, he, he ain't gonna <laughs> spend the money. He just gonna be like, oh yeah, I want you to spend on art this month. You know, I'm like, mind your business. But, but he helps me unbox. Like, so art this shipped to me. Yeah. Um, he, we have this unboxing ceremony. So I will have the packages at my front door or maybe not at my front door, but you know, in, in a special place in my house. And so then I'm like, dad, I got some artwork. And he'll be like, all right, I'm going to come down. And so then we getting it open. And then he's like my hanger. You know, my house might be a little amateur. You know, this thing might have a little character and a little tilt in it. But that's okay because it's, it's reflective of me. Yeah, you know? that's you. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, yo. Do you do a lot of studio business? I do do some studio visits. I think it's like that, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. (laughs) You know, I get really nervous like in studio because I'm not trained as like an art professional. I just really love art and I love the connection. But I just get so nervous. Like, when am I going to like trip and like (laughs) fall over and knock a paint over? You know, like it's it's like. all of those insecurities <laughs> that I have, I'm like sharing with the world now. But um, you feel like you're gonna mess something up. I don't mess something up, you know. Like I just, my heart just be racing so much. Um, <laughs> that I, I don't do a lot of. Us. That's so hilarious. I, a lot of people invite me, like, come to see you, come see you. But that's really it. I'd be so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so scared? Yo, you're true. <laughs> <laughs> that's an irrational fear you know that right it is okay <laughs> so as long as you know i know it is it is the truth I'm yeah you gotta I'm, work you gotta work through that i'm gonna, okay 2024 i'm gonna work through it okay okay it's gonna be yeah, a okay. new year's resolution yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> right just like you're buying them three pieces All right too. exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um when you do visit these um mm-hmm. museums and places like that um what do you like in a gallery? I like to see black art. Period. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't collect nothing else. <laughs> so, I mean, there are a few other, like, small, but that ain't my mission in life. Um, and so, if it's not a gallery that's showing black art, I'm not purchasing from you. No, nah, that's it. Hey, I love it. Yeah, I love it. This is, you know, Black Art Podcast. That's what I say, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to support the ecosystem. Yeah. Because uh, art should be reflective of you. That's right. Right. And that's, I see that sounds like what you have going on in your house. That's right. Like everything has a meaning and purpose to you. And of course, you're a black woman. You want to see black women and stuff. That yeah. You yeah. And so you talked a little bit about figurative and trying to figure out abstraction mm-hmm. or understanding. Tell me about that. Like, what what is it? Are you... What is driving you to try to understand the abstract work? Because I missed out on the Mayhew piece. What do you mean? So Najee had like said, hey, I got some Mayhews. He <laughs> was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that trash in my house. I was like, I don't really collect I don't abstract do abstract. <laughs> and he was like, Ashley, you sure? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you regret it ever since. And I have regretted it ever since. So that's that's the real. That's, that's the real truth. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, but I think too, as a collector, you'd grow. Yeah. Like what I was collecting outside of like your work and David Driscoll, like some of the other pieces that I have, I can see like I was really supporting the art ecosystem here. Um, because my eye is different now. And I do study a lot of books, right? Because I'm not a trained professional. But it is an investment element to this, right? Mm -hmm. Because I am thinking about my legacy. And while I don't want to decommission any of the pieces, you know, that I have in my collection, that's not my mission. But at some point, I won't be here, right? And so I do think long term, like, where do I want this piece to go? Yeah. And so I need to buy stuff that I can leave to Spelman, that I can leave to other HBCUs, that maybe I can donate to the high or some, you know? Um, So I do kind of think about that. And I think with the abstract journey, as I was reading books... I was like, I'm going to get me a Mayhew book and I'm going I'm to <laughs> learn what, what is this about, you know? Yeah. And I realized like how spiritual the work was. 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm missing out on a whole like portion of work because I was naive and didn't want to do the work to understand what it meant. And so after that, I've been more intentional about it. And so what do you start looking to after that? Like in the abstract artists that you think of pop out on? Um, the Sam Gilliam was like a big thing because I needed to understand like the masters so that yeah. I could understand like more emerging artists. Yeah. But there's this um princess, Rashid. I don't know if yeah. you know her. She does some printmaker yeah. work. Mm-hmm. I, I've met her. We had um lunch. And so she's on my list of like abstract and it kind of marries the abstract printmaking. And I like that. Yeah. Um, so Her print work is great. It really is. Like she's really an incredible artist. You no, know, funny. Sam Gilliam has some tremendous prints. Yes. Yeah. He's like, man, <laughs> you know, one day I'm going to get like a non-print. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start where I can afford. Yeah, you gonna save I'm, up. For I'm that gonna one. save up for it. It's after the catalog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and Mildred Thomas, like I, as I was walking in the body, I was like, "What? There's a Mildred Thomas here? Yeah, like am yeah. I gonna have to like lose some weight out here? <laughs> like not eat to, to see what we can do there?" Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know if I answered your question. No, you that's did. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's tremendous. And I like the point that you just made about understanding the masters so you can understand mm-hmm. uh, emerging artists because, uh, you know, nothing wrong taking no shots and nobody doing nope. abstract work out there. But sometimes they would just be throwing stuff on the canvas and yes. they don't have a real understanding of what abstraction is. And I think artists can get, can fool themselves mm-hmm. into thinking that everything they make is art. That's right. And it's not. It is definitely not. I mean, there <laughs> is a C takes, gallery art for a reason. Yeah. You know? it, takes, it takes a lot of practice uh, to really be able to channel your energy into just shapes or forms or mm-hmm. or color and make it mean something and it's yep. not as easy as people think it is a lot of people think they could just do whatever because they saw jackson pollock movie mm-hmm. and he just splashed some paint and thought no it's a it it's, is it's definitely a method like yeah. jamil right out yeah. of atlanta like jamil he called me up one day he's like hey i'm at rodney scott's come meet me for lunch now i should have known <laughs> you know <laughs> you get to talk about that's art. like three hours that's right a three hour conversation <laughs> but he really walked me through like abstract art yeah he's, you know, he's big on that he's huge on that and so he's on the list too like i'm gonna get if i can't get it this year definitely next yeah, year yeah jamil's on it um, yeah. but, but when he explained it to me and kind of helped me like, look at this, look at this when you were thinking about it, it really helped. Yeah. That's what's up. And so I think it does require you at some point to, uh, be educated about what you do. Now I would push back and say that you are very educated in what you do. You just don't know it yet. Cause you don't feel like you've, you've gotten your education from, a uh, primary source as they say, right. Right. But you did it yourself. Like you are developing your own eye as you go. So you know what works and what doesn't work. And a lot. Do you ever look at like some of the pieces you bought and be like, yeah, this one. Yeah, I, I mean, have. I shouldn't have bought that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I don't know. Actually, I'm not going to say I shouldn't have bought it because I'm never going to say that about work. Because I, anything I bought, there was a purpose why I bought it. Yeah. But I was like, this is going to be rotating quickly. You know, <laughs> like, um, and yeah. so I was like, but you you know, again, I just put in the category of supporting emerging artists yeah. and keep it moving. Yeah. Um, is that important to you? Yes. To support emerging artists? It is absolutely. Why so? Because if we don't have new generations of artists, the art form will be lost. And I mean, I really honestly, Jamal, I didn't really appreciate when I first started collecting, like what all goes into making work. And it is a lot. It is almost like practicing any kind of professional degree. Oh, yeah, it is. And the hours, the time. And then you you calculate it by like, which, you know, the hourly rate is like ridiculously low. <laughs> and so I, I just want people to really keep producing, you know, just keep producing art. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it, well, that's probably one of the reasons I like to teach, mm-hmm. um, because I see myself as one of the people that you're talking about who I was making some stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite art yet. Like I admitted to myself, it wasn't quite art. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find it, but I needed to just keep working. And yes. a lot of people out there just need to keep working. You just yes. need to just be inspired and, you know, just keep making. And it may not be this year or next year or 
It might or take you five it? years. It yeah. might take you a long time. It took me a long time mm-hmm. to be able to do it. And and that a lot of personal insecurities, like we talked, I talked just talked about this with Leroy about how much of being an artist is first knowing yourself. Yes. And that's a harder journey than people think it is. Mm-hmm. People people give themselves too much credit sometimes. They think that they figured it out or think they know uh, what they're doing or why they do it. And you really don't quite know. Yeah. Not yet. You really got to be something you have to examine and wrestle with. And it's a whole process of mm-hmm. learning and growing and developing until you get to the point where this is something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That absolutely. attracts people's attention like, like you. Yeah. I mean, if you think about life just in general. You know, I mean, you're constantly changing as a person. You're constantly growing. And so to think that you can, your practice, your art practice isn't going to do that and get better, or, you know, is kind of naive. But I mean, I admire y'all because your work is on display for people to critique. <laughs> like when I'm learning about these critiques, I'm like, people gonna come over and tell you what you did wrong. They don't get their opinion. What? I couldn't do that. Like, I'm like such a perfectionist, you know? And I would be just depressed, you know, if, if somebody's like, oh, this messed up here. I'm like, oh, gosh. You know, so I, I mean, I really admire you. Yeah. Well, well you know, and that's a, a thing that and I've been known to do that. Right. To go to people art shows, be like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And then like kind of not get at them, but have a real conversation with them. Yeah. Because at the at the core of it, and I think you were the same. Mm-hmm. I want them su- to succeed. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like mm-hmm. uh, to be in that struggle, to be making stuff, and then you put it out on display. And whether or not, judging on the responses you get from whatever pieces up, yeah. that might affect you for the next six months. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, both mentally and financially. Yeah, financially, yeah. And so... So being in that space, like I want you to succeed. So, but there's certain things people need to hear. Yeah. Right. You need to hear that this is a common reference that everybody found on Google. You can't keep painting it. Yes. You got to do something different. Yes. You got to invest and think about it and change what you're doing because you're making the same image over and over, mm-hmm. and that's not going to work for you. You don't get. To, you don't get to be catlike. That's right. By doing Google images yeah. <laughs> on people. Like, it's just not happening. It requires work of you. Mm-hmm. And if you, especially if you want to succeed at it, as much as I want you to succeed at it, like, you got to put in the work to be able to do it. Yeah. And find what is unique to you. I, I was listening to the um, episode with Clarence, who mm-hmm. does the green figures. Yeah. And he was talking about that very point. Yeah. And I was and now you see a green figure and you're already like, oh, I think that's Clarence's work, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, just keep doing it. And yeah. I think the financial piece, once I learned about like the financial elements of art for artists, I think I started spending more. Yeah. That's what's up. Look, you're so kind hearted. I mean, I you know, it's just like the underdog in me, you know, like, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, somebody gotta eat. Like, yeah. I can do without something, you know, to help this person, you know? That's nice. Your, your parents raised a, a very nice woman. You know that? <laughs> oh, they did a great job with you. <laughs> because cause, cause, uh, and the people listening and they think that, like, she just putting on being like a Mother Teresa. She's not. She's really no. like this. She really does care about people and really looking to invest in other people. And generally, when you come around, you're there to make people feel good about yeah. it and so having those type of people in the Atlanta ecosystem in any art ecosystem mm-hmm. is so valuable into how you do it it actually inspired me to start actually collecting more work because I, I really? most of my collection uh and I don't talk about my collection a lot but I have a lot of pieces in my collection I gotta see this I, I do yeah, but, be but, over I, now. but I never buy them I always mm-hmm. trade mm-hmm. and I always because I'm in conversation with these artists mm-hmm. and if we both respect each other's work as long as as it, we don't even look at price, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Like, I kind of look at size. Like, yeah. how big is that? Uh, I got a piece of that size. Yeah. And we just trade, like, no matter mm-hmm. what it's worth. I trade with a lot of my students, too, and they do really good work. I trade with them. Now, wow. my work is way more expensive than yeah. theirs. But it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you that the, the value mm-hmm. is in the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the essence of it. Mm-hmm. Whether it has the actual market value that yes. is equivalent to me doesn't matter mm-hmm. because I don't look at I'm not here to judge yeah. <laughs> you know financial success or, or yeah. market value that's not what I judge mm-hmm. I judge talent and I judge uh, expertise mm-hmm. I judge mastery 
And if your mastery is good enough, mm-hmm. I want it. Yeah. And so I don't talk about my collection, but I do actually bought pieces. And the podcast actually sponsors awards. Oh, wow. Um, in, in for, I sponsored an award at uh, Georgia State. Uh-huh. I sponsored an award at Lionel Primaker Studio. Um, um, for that same reason, right? To, wow. to give back to community because at a certain I point, like it's that. like, what did I need? Mm-hmm. Like when I won the award at the first uh, Atlanta Print Biennial that I got into, I mm-hmm. won the, the, the Koch Press Relief Award. Mm-hmm. It meant a lot to me. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would just, I would just uh, you know, entering the scene, just getting into printmaking. So it's mm-hmm. like that kind of validation was priceless. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit of money. I got a couple tools, but hey. But you got the title. I got the title. Yeah. Like, I got it. That's like, the title I, all I you feel, need. Yeah, that's yeah. all you need. That's all you need to feel good. So spend a little money like help the people support. That's it's an right. Ecosystem. That's right. And, yeah. I mean, it beats a bare wall, right? Exactly. And it's like a, a black artist, black artists are black owned businesses. So we all on this supporting black owned businesses. Yeah, the ultimate black The ultimate. Business. Yeah. You know, buy you some art. <laughs> buy some art, Joe. That's what to talk about, Joe. And so where do you where do you see where would you like your collection to, to go to? Like in certain places. Would you how much bigger do you want to get your collection? Like where do you want to put it? Like do you want to be known for it? Like Swiss Beats type of stuff? Like what do you see yourself? like growing into well i mean right now i'm starting to get into pottery so i'm shifting pottery yes okay i am in love with roberto lugo's work i love his work i got two pieces oh wow you bought two pieces i want to be i mean these like the like <laughs> let, let, let me be clear let me the, be clear the, out here i bought these, the teacups i bought the little, little teacup i bought the little ramkin you know this ain't like what you go see at the high like let me be clear i gotta start small yeah and i was like I, my mom was like you paid that for this that little cup i was like but look at it it's one of one <laughs> So it's beautiful. It's, and it's beautiful. It yeah. brings me joy. And I have it on my mantle. And I like look at it every time I walk in my house. I'm like, yes. That's awesome. Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, that's what I kind of see. I'm getting into sculptures. I kind of see my collection going in that direction for right okay. now. Yeah. Um, just kind of giving some variety. Um, you ever check out Dante Hayes? No. He's on the podcast. He, oh, he, I'm going to listen to won, um, What's the name of that prize? The twelve something prize, but he, he he's Dante tremendous. Okay, uh, and you see these form. Actually, he has a show with Jamel. Oh, does at, he at the right Zuckerman? Now? Yeah. Oh wow! At the Zuckerman. I mean, I've been out of the loop, so I'm gonna look that up and try no, to get Dante over there. Dante Hayes is, is incredible. That's okay. my man. Shout out to Dante. Okay, uh, Dante. But his, I'm gonna hit you up on IG. Oh, yeah. those, those, <laughs> the, his figures. I'll show them to you. When okay. You here. His figures are tremendous. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He, he, Vessels, I'm sorry. They're vessels, but they're textured. They have these like really cool shapes on. Dante's making good work. Okay. Good ceramic work. Okay. I won't have to add him. Yeah. Him and um, I know you say, you know, you got mixed reviews, but Tammy Rubin, mm. um, I love her her work. And so I'm so I wasn't gonna buy nothing else this year outside <laughs> of articulate, but I don't know. <laughs> might might just celebrate She's my promotion out here. On she on the, the list. list. <laughs> she on the list. I didn't peep something on artsy. Um, but um, yeah, so um I, I think that I mean, sure. If my collection is known like Switz Beasts and Switz Beats <laughs> and Alicia Keys, you know, the Dean collection, I, sure, I made it, right? Mama, I really made it. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't mind for my collection to tour. You know, and I've thought about um, even talking about Najee, maybe renting out Baya mm. and showing my showing collection. Work, because yeah. the thing about it is I don't let a lot of people in my house, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can see it on Instagram, yeah. but my house is like, I'm real protective of the energy in yeah. my house. And yeah. I got a dog and, you know, it's, it's a lot. And so people don't really get to see it. I don't think anybody outside of family has really seen my collection wow. in person um, because I'm just so like, it's my space. Um, but I do want people to see it because I've got some incredible artists in my class, incredible work. So that's what I've been thinking about. All right. We're putting it on the list, too. Yeah. got to get this tour. I know. I got to get know, this I show. We to, won't see it. Yeah. We may see it. You know. We'll you out it. here. Now, and you got to do a George and Sohan. Put, make a book, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of eventually. work, man. Eventually. Yeah. Even, I don't think my collection ready. That's legit. I got to get some more weight to what, it. What would make it ready? I need to get some more masterworks. Hmm. You know, because I think we have to honor our legacy. And that's important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm getting some works, but I'm not quite where I want to be to right. start that process. That's what's up, And the story ain't right 
you know? Ah, the story ain't right. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what we're going to go with. Because mm-hmm. that, that that sounds very intriguing, mm-hmm. like in, in how you're putting it together. But just from talking to you now and talking to you today and all the work that you put into it, I think this collection is tremendous. Oh. Just all the work that I know that's in it and checking out your Instagram. Everybody go check out the Instagram to, to really follow it. But this is the essence of collecting. This is how you should feel. This is how... Uh, artists and collectors get together to support each other and get this ecosystem going and yes. always be in support. So we definitely appreciate you and all the work that you're doing out there. Tell them one more time where they can get in contact with you. You can follow or check out my collection at the AML Collection on Instagram. That's what's up. Ashley Lee, we gonna, you going to get all them pieces, girl. Uh, yes, we're going to get them. all of them. <laughs> but not before up. we support the noise. I mean, I'm telling y'all, I listen to it so I know who to, who to collect. Yes, um, so it and, is, and learn how to train my eye because they be Jamal be dropping gems. <laughs> I do, so I do. That's definitely up, support yo. with your your viewership or your listenership and your dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yo. It's the noise, yo. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on. Thank you, Jamal. That's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the Bag. Big shout out to Ashley Lee for coming on the podcast. You made it, girl. It's awesome. Hear from collectors. Next week, another collector. I told you we was going to get him. It's Carrie Davis right here on the podcast. The Postman Collects. More of that good stuff. And all my artists out there. If there's anything we learned this week, it's two things. One, you can't tell Kiki Palmer what to wear. And two, you can't stop making that noise, baby. Yes. Listen to the noise. Make something for the collectors. It's your boy, Jay Barber. I'm out. See you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.